0: Never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Hi guys, welcome back to Neff Inspiration. Today I've got another fantastic interview waiting because I've got Mike McNamara with me. Mike is a man who has truly transformed in the most spectacular way, uh, both physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, there is not one aspect of life that he has not gone from darkness to light. And that is amazing. And it's a true honor for me to have Mike today on my show. Mike, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm actually very honored to be here and I'm very honored to share my story and uh, I appreciate you having me on the show.
0: Oh, brilliant, man. Uh, there's, we are already in the, in the setup here. Uh, for those of you on the podcast, um, we are also uh, recording it as a video feed. And it is beautiful because Mike has got a physique like a Greek god for crying out loud. So I didn't know when I wanted to get all his shoulders in, uh, His his he was getting lost in the whole picture to get him in, I had to cut him off. So uh, that's just for those of you who, who can't imagine him, uh, here. that was the description already. Um, we both share the same uh, hairdresser um, who has gone bankrupt now with both of us. Um, <laughs> we are more aerodynamic. I like it. So... <laughs> No, that's amazing. So here you are, this physical specimen where every man uh, looks at and thinks, oh, okay, I, I want to be like that. <laughs> and your aura is amazing. Um, having said that, that is you now. That is the version 2.0, 5.0, 7.0. What was version 1.0
1: like? Version 1.0, me. Okay, I grew up in New York. Uh, I graduated high school in 1996. That's when the pill boom was going on with all the doctors, all the OxyContin. I was always into weightlifting and bodybuilding. I had an injury, went to the doctor. They prescribed me painkillers. Uh, It became a very horrible, destructive habit that led to a heroin addiction for a 10-year period at the time, where I almost died twice. I was on life support in the hospital. And I was so far gone that when they pulled the breathing tube out of me and I looked over and seen my girlfriend, I asked her, did you bring my stuff? She said, no. She said, no. And I started and I got angry. And I said, well, I said, I said, get out. I should go home now and get my stuff. I want my stuff. So I almost died. They just pulled the breathing tube out and I wanted my drug right then and there. (laughs) That's how gone I was.
0: Oh fuck me. <laughs> okay, Mike, that is you obviously you were you were uh injured. What was the injury out of interest?
1: It was called plantar fasciitis. Oh shit. Yeah. It was okay. from running. Hmm. So been, it, it was to the point where I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. Exactly. Uh, okay. uh you know, pain when I was walking.
0: Yeah them and a plantar for bloody well hurts and especially for someone who defines himself with sport and and with achievements uh to be hobbled at this young age of course you are there when you had your oxycontin um what did it do to you
1: it made me feel powerful it made me feel invincible it made me feel like i was on top of the world it made me mm-hmm. feel like uh I had as much money as Donald Trump, right? <laughs> you know, I went, I went through my work day. I was roofing at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get tired. I didn't, <laughs> you know, I just, I I blew through my day carrying stacks of hundred pound bundles up a ladder and it didn't phase me. <laughs> and I'd be working 12, 14, 16 hour days. Uh... And I was just, I was, I thought I was killing it. I was like, this is the most amazing thing in the world, but it, it, it's not, it's not the most amazing thing. It will kill mm-hmm. you exactly.
0: Oh, damn, because you were overriding all the signals that your body normally sends you to actually say, hey, come on, take it easy here, you need a bit of rest, you need a bit of stop, you need to to actually uh, to just heal from all the multiple little injuries that you've just done. Oh, bugger me. The problem, of course, is with oxycodone and any kind of, of uh, opiates, they very quickly run out of steam, and you need more and more. Um, did this yeah. Um for a while you can probably pull the wool over over your physician's eyes um but sooner or later um, you you're branching out to other things. And I'm so pleased for you that that all happened when it happened because if you had all that happening today, you would probably be dead with the amount of shit I, that is on your streets, isn't
1: it? I, I certainly would be. I lost two cousins. And um, every other week I'm burying it. another friend of mine from New York is getting buried. That's how bad it is right now.
0: Exactly. So and what we are uh, referring to is is in, in, in when you when you fell into the trap of of opiates, um, it was the time when oxycodone basically came onto the streets and was peddled in very unethical ways to doctors, uh, and it was it was used especially in uh the east coast of the United States and rather Florida actually, with the majority, it was it was used like lollies. Um and basically if you wanted to have a good time. You didn't have a drink. You had a drink and some oxy. Um, that was that that time for for listeners who don't really know. Nowadays, unfortunately, we have got Chinese fentanyl uh, coming through, or a car fentanyl, or all these kind of uh, highly potent, highly dangerous molecules that are that are tracked through the cartels uh, into the United States, and that's why we had this this uh, this crazy wave of of um of deaths uh related last year. So that's just putting it all into perspective. And bloody hell, I'm so pleased for you that you're here today. I mean, so when you went, you were on oxycodone um, when was the first time that you shot up? Or how did you use the heroin?
1: Well I first started by snorting it. Hmm. Uh a friend a friend of mine uh that lived close by was already using it and he was snorting it. And I was snorting it. He started shooting it. I wanted to try. He was telling me, don't do it
0: mm.
1: And I I want to try. Mm. And when, when you do that when you, when you put well, once you put that in, there is no getting it out. Mm. Once it goes in, that that that's it. And it's an instantaneous feeling of euphoria. Mm. But once again, it's 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 you build a tolerance. So, so after I became clean, I, I'm 15 years a licensed nurse now. Um, on top of my uh, coaching, I do for fitness and nutrition. So I know with drugs you build up a tolerance. These drugs are not meant to be taken long term They can't. <laughs> no. no, no. Yes, all right. Yes, work. yes, all right, brother. Please, please. They don't work after a certain amount of time. Yeah, uh, you, you need to take more and more and more. And at some point, it doesn't matter how much you take. You're not going to get the feeling no more. It's only it's only going to keep you from your withdrawal symptoms, which are horrific. If, I don't know if anybody knows uh, what kind of withdrawals people go through, but they are very horrific. You won't die from it, like a, a Xanax or alcohol withdrawal, but you will feel like you're going to die. You will be hot, you will be cold, you will have diarrhea, you'll be vomiting all at the same time. You will not sleep. Um, so the time does not pass. You suffer every second, every minute, every hour for a very long time. And that's why it's so very difficult to get off of it
0: very, very true. How long was your career with the Heron? 10 years. Where did the the money come from?
1: Uh, I was always good at making money. Um, I had a a scrap metal business at the time, so I'd go around to all the Mavises, I'd buy rotors for like a dollar, and then I'd sell them for like $2.50. So I get I had a van I collect like 500 rotors I'd more than double my money so I was making like a thousand a day sometimes oh wow okay. um, my, my habit was costing me over two grand a week mm. um I didn't always make that kind of money wasn't like that every day mm. but I was always I was what I was what they would call a functioning addict uh-huh. I was. Now <laughs> yeah, yeah. that,
0: that is an oxymoron. That is that is. Yeah, we yes. both know how, what a crap that description is. But I yes. love it. I love it. I called myself
1: a functioning alcoholic as well. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, and believe it. And believe it or not, I didn't go to AA for help. I mm. didn't go to NA for help. I think those programs are wonderful. I think they save millions of lives. My only disagreement with AA and NA is that people get up after 10 years and still call themselves an alcoholic nah. and still call themselves an addict. So there is power in your words. I would refer to myself I would refer to myself as somebody if I use this certain drug it's going to ruin my life. Mm-hmm. And I prefer to say that was my past. This is this, this I'm no longer an addict, I'm no longer an alcoholic. I am me now. I don't agree with standing up 10 years later and calling myself an addict or calling myself an alcoholic because I'm not. And you call yourself that every day, you're gonna to start to believe it.
0: Hmm. There's something I like, I like the word you I like the way you argue, um, because I have um I have always thought now as part of taking ownership, part of me. Um, accepting that in the past, I relied on work on alcohol on other things, how to escape my reality, I might as well take ownership and accept it and call myself like that. So part of me is actually quite happy to accept my past uh, by saying I'm an alcoholic or I'm a workaholic, <laughs> I still am. Um, so I I am happy to say that at the same token, I know exactly what you're talking about. I recently went on to uh, the first holiday since COVID, and um, it was a cruise. So on the cruise, I actually went to an AA meeting. First AA meeting I attended for ten years, um, and. Uh, These people there, um, I sort of one day, second day, I challenged them and I said, come on, guys, uh, let's 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 make something new. Uh, Why don't every one of you teach us five minutes, teach us a new skill, uh, something that has helped you uh, and and basically uh, just let us grow in this meeting. Guess what? None of them. Could teach anything whatsoever. The only thing they could say is, "Oh no no, I'm in the morning. I'm reflecting, journaling, and meditation, and prayer. And that's it. That's it. So that's right. the white knuckling. That's the having not moved on. Whilst you and I have created a life that is full of joy, that is full of uh, purpose. We have we have figured out the whys, and we have uh, cre- we have grown. You have grown, man." I mean, is you certainly would have not looked the way you did, just from a physical perspective, in the midst of your of your darkness. I call it darkness because yes, the heroin was part of it, but there were other things happening. There was the depression, anxiety, shame, guilt, you know? Did you figure out if there were other contributing factors? So yes, of course, there was the injury that led you into that superman. Uh, feeling of taking taking oxycodone and then well heroin um were there other reasons
1: why I think you- so I think uh I think deep down I had low self-esteem. Hmm. Um I suffered the loss of a brother. Um he was a diabetic. Uh when he was like 26 he died. Shit. So it, it was it was a combination of a lot of things and um I just don't think that I was happy with myself. I didn't think I had any direction or purpose in my life. And when you find direction and purpose, you have a reason to get up in the morning. Now my purpose is helping people through nutrition and fitness and daily routine. Because hmm. people people wonder why they're losing in life. And I, and I try to explain, how can you win in life if you can't even win a day? <laughs> set yourself. <laughs> oh, lovely. Seriously, set yourself 10 simple goals. And do it for a day. When I wake up in the morning, I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to make my bed. I'm going to eat a healthy meal. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm not going to leave any dishes in the sink. I'm not going to let the garbage over full. I'm going to get my laundry done. I'm going to fold all my clothes. Do 10, set 10 simple goals, any goals. Do it for a day. Yeah. Then do it for a week. Then do it for a month. Then do it for a year. Now you're unstoppable. Most people can't even do 10 simple things in a day. And then they're wondering why they're not winning in life.
0: I love it. I love it. I always call it a five-minute gardener. Imagine that you've got a garden. And from now on, you make the rule that every day, you spend five minutes in the garden. Never less, never more. Um, And one day, you pull some weeds. The next day, you put some seeds in. The next day, you do cut some branch off somewhere. After a week, you see a difference in your garden. After a month, your family thinks, wow, our garden looks good. After three months, bloody bus tours come along to show off your garden, how beautiful it is. Okay, so this is the power of consistency. And that is what you have mastered. That is what you are bringing to life, to the lives of others as as a coach. Um, What were the first first, uh, habits that you created for yourself? Can you remember back? When you, when you were in the darkness? Or actually, how did you get out of the darkness? Because here you were with your bloody overdose, just soup coming out. And you asked for your gear to shoot up. So how the hell did you get from that to creating habits?
1: I woke up one day um, and I just said, enough is enough. And I had a girlfriend at the time who was also an addict. I said, I'm going to take the step to to stop. And I knew I couldn't stop cold turkey. Some people say they can. I don't know how. Listen, they're, then they're stronger than me because I wasn't able to do it. Huh. I went to, I drove from Long Island to Jamaica, Queens to a methadone clinic. And I started on a methadone replacement program. Brilliant. And then I transferred to a clinic in Florida. I got myself out of the environment that was toxic for me. Then I went to a doctor and I switched from methadone to Suboxone and I stayed on Suboxone for a short period of time. And then I came off of that as well. And then that was it. And your environment is so your environment is so important. People don't understand. Think about it. When people go to a Tony, Ro- when people go to watch someone like Tony Robbins speak, a motivational speaker, they walk out of there pumped up like they can conquer the world. And then what happens? They return home to their normal environment around the normal people, and they lose their motivation because a successful person is going to tell you all the reasons how it's going to work out, why you're going to succeed. Someone who's never done it before or or, or has a limited self-belief in themselves is going to tell you how you're going to fail. It's too risky. Don't try it. It's the same thing. You got to get out of that environment.
0: So true. So true. And it is it, what you're talking about is that the, the power of uh or the power team. Uh, if you surround yourself with people, you should be the dumbest person in that team. Um, if you surround yourself with six millionaires, well, you will become a millionaire. Uh, with six people who live and breathe nutrition and, and physical fitness, well, guess what, you will improve. So Perfect, absolute perfect. And since since you have to start somewhere, I mean that's where the coach comes in. That's where you actually bring that that person on. But wow. So I mean that is brilliant. I love it that you say yes, you sought help. Um, because I agree with you, um, to just do it all yourself. Far out. I mean, you can't. Sometimes they're the, just just simply dealing with the with troll. Um that can be extremely extremely hard and and that's where medical help is available to you um yeah. and so it's so 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 important wow cool did it did that uh did it cost you something where did the money come from for you to switch over so to speak
1: so with the methadone clinic they charge you based on your income no so based not- in new york that's how they did it based yeah. on your income uh, in Florida, I believe it was the same thing. Yeah. And when I went to the doctor, I actually had family, family helping me with that.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cool. What happened to your girlfriend? I mean, you were, you were, you were pointing towards the environment and here's your girlfriend still shooting up or, or was she shooting or was she, was she drinking?
1: What was her, her advice? She was, she was shooting up. Uh, I was begging her to come to the methadone clinic with me to get okay. clean. I was begging her. And I can still remember this day because I, I felt so horribly, but I knew I had to do it. I got in my car and she wouldn't let me leave. And then I told her, hey, you know, I'm going to go outside and smoke a cigarette. I started my car. I left all my stuff there. I threw that car in reverse. And she heard the car turn on and she started chasing me down the driveway and she was crying, saying, don't leave. And I, I felt so horribly, but had I not done that that day, now she's in a great place. She got her children back. She's with her family. Nice. Um, I see her on social media. I see her doing well. She sees me doing well. And um, I wouldn't say we're the closest friends, but you know, we're happy for each other. Beautiful,
0: beautiful. I'm so pleased for her. And maybe you, by being quotation mark cruel, um, quotation mark, you are actually, you have shown her leadership you've shown her ownership integrity all those things that that we are nowadays proud of but that are so foreign to you when you're when you're in the midst of your addiction wow right
1: i had to go i couldn't Mm -hmm. i couldn't i couldn't get out of change i tried wow um
0: wow so you were still doing scrap metal. Um, so I guess to a certain degree, you can easily transfer that, that, uh, that job or that, that money making to Florida. Um, how did the story continue there?
1: So after I got clean, I wound up going to nursing school. Excellent. So this, now, this just the- one second. Just one second. Most of the most of
0: the nursing schools would actually say, oh, sorry, you did what? You did heroin, heroin, heroin ten years, and now you want to be a nurse with having perfect access to opiates that you can inject? Are you nuts?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how did I that know. go? <laughs> so they drug test you when you go into the school. Yeah. So I peed clean to get into the school, so I was able to get into the school. And my problem wasn't completely over when I went to nursing school. I was still going through my problem, but my head was in a place of recovery. Okay. So I wanted to better myself. I wound up in the hospital and the nurses would come give me pills and take my blood pressure. And I'm like, wow, what an easy job. I'm like, man, that's an easy job. I'm like, you know, I'm going to do it. Not an easy job, man. Not an easy job at all. (laughs)
0: Oh, shit. I was wrong. I was wrong wow um how what, uh, how many years is nursing training in the states
1: in New York I did full time so it took me a year so I went it was almost a about almost 40 hours a week yeah
0: okay now that's fine uh- so we- and accelerate, I gotcha. Um, we certainly do uh, longer stints here. Um, so it's three years. And then obviously you qualify or you specialize in uh, in further areas within the nursing field. Um, cool. Uh, that... Having said that, uh, this is tertiary study. This is basically you putting your head towards something, and that was not something that you were used to. You were a roofer, you were collecting scrap metal. Um, So Not only are you dealing with your own shit now, and not only are you transforming at a rate that is massive, now you're taking on a mental challenge. How did that go?
1: It was very difficult. It was very difficult, but <laughs> I made it through. <laughs> Thinking back now, I don't even know how I made it through, but I but I, but I, I, I made it through. And, um, you know, part of the reasons I love what I'm doing now is through diet. The, the doctor will always tell you diet and exercise is the number one best medication for yourself. High blood pressure, diabetes. Most of these things are preventable, if not even reversible, through the proper nutrition and diet. Absolutely. And my brother died because he was a diabetic and he didn't take care of himself. Hmm. So now I'm focused on helping people before they wind up in the hospital. You know, Beautiful. if you don't use if you don't use it, you lose it. I see people in their sixties that have to use a walker, hmm. and it's it's unnecessary. You know, it's it's hmm. just not necessary if you take care of yourself.
0: 100 percent agreed, um, and I love it that you that you point that out and often people think these are platitudes these are yeah yeah i know i should i should exercise more i should eat healthy uh should have would have could have um the it's the, the the it's hearing your story and seeing your transformation and seeing how you reversed the damage of 10 years of heroin addiction and there would have been damage. People out there, trust me, his liver wouldn't have been a happy liver. Um, his insides would have been rotten. His gut microbiome would be absolutely stuffed. Um, so all that, you know, there is there is no addict out there who says, you know, today I'm going to have a nice chicken breast and some salad with that. <laughs> Get my ass. <laughs> That's not the diet of someone who wants the immediate fix right now. What was your diet like? Out of interest, because here you were, the the. Uh, still focused on your body I guess to a certain degree you loved your body did you keep up at decent nutrition or did it all go down by the wayside
1: when you were in the darkness when I I was in the darkness I didn't eat at all Mm. Uh, um, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what my routine was I would go food shopping and then by the end of the week I would have returned all the food for more money for drugs (laughs) so I, I didn't even get to eat the food that I bought (laughs) <laughs> Shit. And, and this and this happened week after week. I literally go food shopping, me and my girlfriend. And then the next day we return a little bit, then the next day a little bit more. And then by the end of the week, we returned all the food we bought at the beginning. There was no point even going shopping.
0: Oh man. Okay. That answers the question. So that would have left a lot of scarring in your body. Uh and now you're completely different. And I think that is so important. I want to stress that to everyone listening out there. You can undo the changes of what you have done to yourself or what has happened to you in your life. you can you can remedy, you can undo those things again and again. You can, ah, it's beautiful what your body can achieve if you nourish it and not just with the right nutrients, but also with the with the right actions, habits, um and behavior so your lifestyle factors. Wow, man. Um, it gives me goosebumps, actually, listening to you, Mike, because you you have really uh, changed so much in your life. That's amazing. When did this transformation happen? When did you get clean?
1: Right now, I'm 45. Right. So this happened probably right around 31, 32. Cool. So that's
0: 13 years. Bloody hell. And again, let's be quite clear, Uh, you don't get your physique, you don't get your healthy liver, you don't get your healthy things, just the next day. (laughs) So let's have one salad and then I'm fine. (laughs) How did it start? I mean, yes, you must have been hard because you were still in this instant gratification mode. And there's this kind of, oh, yeah, I shoot it up and then I feel good. And now suddenly you had to implement habits. Shit. (laughs)
1: I'm glad you bring up that point of uh instant gratification. Cause it that falls into diet as well. Yeah. Exactly. When people eat that bowl when people eat that bowl of ice cream or yeah. uh, you know, that that brownie, that's instant gratification. And you feel bad after you eat it. It doesn't do nothing good for you. You know? And um, <laughs> uh, I lost my thought for a second here. That's but cool. uh, instant gratification
0: um i mean you 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 had to install these habits to start off with but your mind was still yearning for the immediate bang um so so how did you do it what were the first habits that you actually installed that you actually uh threw into the new mic
1: i always loved working out and training Mm. i grew up um around Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, uh-huh. watching The Terminator and Commando. <laughs> and um, my father was actually an NYPD uh, police officer. He was a SWAT SWAT team guy. Uh-huh. And uh, he retired. They, they call it ESU in New York, Emergency Service Unit. It's the same thing as like SWAT in LA. Um, he retired right after 9-11. So after the 9-11 cleanup, he retired. And now he's a police officer again in Florida. He went back to the police academy at almost 60 years old. Cause he was retired. Yeah. He was retired for too long. In my, in my videos on uh, my social media, you'll see me training with my father. Oh, Excellent. Uh, But I was always into, I love bodybuilding. I love the, the look that that a man has like a superhero when I was a kid growing up and I, I wanted to look like a superhero and uh it makes you feel good on the outside too. It, it makes you feel good on the inside as well. Hmm. You know, if you have a poor self image of yourself, you're never really present it's like that father who goes to the beach with his family and he's out of shape and he leaves a shirt on because he's uncomfortable is he really present with his family there or is he trying to figure out how to cover up that belly
0: Ooh, ouch Ooh,
1: very good and and, and society has told many lies to people these days that that bod is okay it's not okay. I don't know one person who feels good about having that mind. I know people who gave up on their dream of wanting to be in shape. And most people hate on what they gave up on, which is a fact. So a lot of people will comment on me. Are you natural? Are you taking steroids? Well, let's see. I'm 180 pounds. I'm five foot ten. That's totally attainable, natural. Mm-hmm. Very. My, my physique is attainable for any man that puts forth the effort. Mm. it's just a matter of knowing how mm. knowing how to eat and knowing how to train mm. exactly and you can do it and you can do it mm. and uh, as a nurse i think depression and anxiety i think a very small percentage of it is actually real i know it does exist but i think most of it is situational so people's situation are causing their depression and, and their anxiety They don't look the way they want to look, so they feel bad. They're not making as much money as they want, so they feel bad. They're depressed. Mm. They're not in a relationship that's fulfilling, so they're depressed. I think a lot of it comes from their situation, and that can be changed. I do say real anxiety and depression does exist, Mm. but on some level, for most people, I think it's situational. Mm.
0: And I think that is that is proven simply by the fact that the pandemic of anxiety that we see nowadays—you um, know, one in five young women um, is diagnosed with an anxiety disorder—and you know, everyone is is describing things that really um, are surprising um, from a medical perspective. Um, yes, our society has gone down the drain a little bit. And yes, things are no longer as secure and as safe uh, in our world. Yet, um, why the hell is there such an increase? And I think to a certain degree, you are right. There is so much that we can do by making small changes, but consistent changes in the right direction every day. And that is what people don't don't get nowadays. They want a quick fix. And the quicker, the better. Um, They don't want to look good in the mirror. They are rather investing in 15 filters uh, on their camera to actually to just a little bit more Buffy, click, 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 there you go, Buffy. Um, Bullshit. So I I 100% agree with you. Um, Having said that, Let's not be silly, there are good reasons why sometimes people feel uh, depressed, feel anxious, etc. So it is Absolutely. so important, it is so important that that people go actually to their GP, to their family physician, and actually um, have a good relationship with them to actually figure out, hang on, is my thyroid completely out of kilter? Um, as a woman, am I anemic? Um, because I've got heavy periods, um, and I'm drained. Uh, I've just given birth to three kids in three years. And my nutritionist shit, well, no surprise that you feel down and out, because you're completely depleted. There there's so many reasons that is worthwhile to to, um, to address first or examine first, and then put on a label of depression or anxiety or whatever, whatever it is that you experience and feel. So no, I couldn't agree more. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, cool. Nursing had <laughs> really changed things. Um, having said that, um, were you ever tempted again with opiates? Because you had experienced that magic feeling, this magic, ooh, the release, the power, the Superman feeling that you had.
1: Maybe the first year or two, maybe. Mm. But now my mindset is so far changed hmm. from the man I used to be that it's not, it's not even a thought in my head. Nice. I have a structured daily routine. I have what I call non-negotiables. My wake up time is non-negotiable. Right. I will, I will not hit that snooze button. If I do, then I'll i will pay the price of I'll feel horrible all day that I did. I will hmm. not screw up my diet. I will not miss the gym. I will not miss the post for my people on social media. I will be there for them. Like I promised I will, I will keep my word. As long as I keep my word, everything I say I'm gonna do and I stay and I keep my character, I'm happy. I'm not I don't I don't need anything but that just to be a man of my word and not break character and it's it's so often
0: underestimated and and if you if I think back 12 15 years and think of a man of my word, that would have rung hollow, this would have rung false in me. Nowadays, to show integrity is something that I'm incredibly proud of. Because in the past, I didn't. And integrity is defined as doing the right thing when no one watches. And I think that's where sometimes get actually a kick out of doing the dishes. I get a kick out of doing a chore that in the past I would have uh, procrastinated and uh, I'll do it tomorrow. And by now doing it and taking it off, that sometimes literally puts a smile on my face. I love that. So I love what you're saying there, man.
1: Oh. Well, there's, there's an expression that goes, you do everything like you do anything. Uh, course, you do anything like you do everything.
0: <laughs> so I love so it.
1: Basically, how you do the littlest things is how you do the biggest things. Nice. You treat, you, you treat it all the same. You do you do your best. You do your best with the smallest things, and you put the same fourth effort into the biggest things. Beautiful, 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 beautiful.
0: Wow, 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 wow. And now you're going out there, and and you're helping other people to to uh, change and to to improve their life, and maybe discover that they too can do things that they never thought were possible. Um, That is, do you think there is an age limit? Do you think that, um, I mean, you're saying you're working out with your dad. How old is your dad now?
1: My father's
0: about 67, 68. Cool, cool, cool. Was well, he? Having said that, with Smot, um, there was always he was obviously uh, focused on being in his prime physical condition. So it's always hard to see when you look at the internet uh, and you see people who are, you know, seventy-two and have the most amazing physique. Well, guess what? If you actually look these people up try to find out who they were. Well, they were bodybuilders when they were 21 uh, and they just continued. Uh, If you were a SWAT member at 21, well, you continue. If you're a SEAL or or a Special Forces man, of course you continue. So therefore it's hard. But if someone who has, has, has now got rid of all his kids um, who has developed quite a big uh, habit uh, called obesity, um, and he is on the wrong side of 50. Has this guy a chance? It's never worked out before.
1: Absolutely. He absolutely has a chance. Everybody has a chance. Everybody has a chance. There's not a person on this planet, it, all they got to do is follow the diet, I would figure out their BMR, their basal metabolic rate. I'd put them in a calorie deficit. Then out of those those set calories I give them, it would be divided up a certain percentage of protein, carbs, and fats, which is very important. Mm. And that would be their diet, and they'd stick to it. And if they stick to that diet, they will lose two, three, four. It depends how obese they are. Mm. But the average person who's maybe 20, 30 pounds overweight will lose two to three pounds a week, guaranteed. Mm. And then I'd put them on a workout routine, depending on their age, any physical limitations. Mm. I can make someone a routine at home. They don't even have to go to the gym. Mm. So I can make make someone a routine in the gym, at home, outside, wherever they want to train. Mm. And I teach them how to meal prep. I teach them how to eat. Everything's done on apps. Mm. So my app guides you through every day, every exercise, every set, every rep, and every rest period in between from start to finish it's very easy and then i connect them to a nutrition app and that tracks everything for them nice. so it's impossible to fail unless you self-sabotage
0: <laughs> and we are all so good in that okay cool oh fantastic what would you say to someone who says oh i'm so busy i don't have time
1: huh. what would i say i would say do you think that sometime in the future you'll be busy again and when that time comes, what will happen? Will you stop? Mm-hmm. No. So you're going to have to learn how to do it when you're busy. Because guess Good. what? If someone tells me they have two jobs and three kids, I'm going to tell them, guess what? There's someone who has two jobs and three kids who's doing it. There's somebody who's more mm-hmm. busy than you who's doing it. So there's no reason why you can't do it. You're just not making it a priority.
0: Nice. Nice. I like that. Uh, okay. Brilliant, Mike. Ah, oh, you you have got an amazing, amazing take on things. And that is so needed because often enough we we see ourselves, we see the environment, we see the stress that we are under, and you think, oh my God, it is there is it's also there's no hope. There is no help. And these are the biggest lies that you can tell yourself. So Here you are a man who is a merchant of hope, so to speak. I love it. I love it, man. If people uh, like what they hear and if people want to gel with you and want to know more about you, where can they find you?
1: They can find me on Facebook, on Mm. Instagram. Um, I don't know if you can share those links with them. I very Uh, much do. Guys down there, you already look down there into the description of the YouTube
0: video and of the podcast. Everything is there. But Mike, tell us, where where can they find you?
1: What are your handles? Uh, Mike, Mike underscore McNamara. Uh-huh. That would be on um, Instagram. Yeah. On Facebook would just be Mike McNamara. And on TikTok would be Mike McNamara. And my Too email easy. is McNamaraFitness at gmail.com. Too easy. So they- They can DM me, they can email me. Uh, I will jump on a call with anybody, uh, FaceTime, uh, however they feel comfortable. And I will spend as much time as they need for them to understand how the program works. And we'll go over all their goals and I'll explain to them how we reach those goals. Fantastic. So guys, don't be shy. Look
0: down there, check him out. Uh, It's well worthwhile. Um, And Mike, you're an amazing man. Um, You are... Uh, you really actually planted a lot of seeds in me today. So thank you very much. You reinforced some things that were already there. And you actually, uh, in the nicest way, challenged me uh, where I have to say, OK, hang on. There's okay, time to pull your socks up. There are certain things that I can do, despite the fact that I do many of those things. I can do better. Um. So, And, and that is the cool thing so always there is room for improvement and that is that is so lovely to know isn't it
1: <laughs> there there is there is always room for improvement i'm always looking to improve no no one ever got hurt by doing more <laughs> and another and, and, and another fun fact for everybody nobody ever left the gym feeling worse than when they walked in
0: Ever. <laughs> that's true that's provided you go in and actually do something in the gym not just yeah. open the door look in and think oh my god uh i'm too fat too ugly too old whatever whatever your 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 uh blinders are no go in and actually not go in work out and that can be as simple as you now next time you're going shopping park at the end of the car park Provided it's safe for you to do so and walk to the to the to the shop. That's already more exercise than you had yesterday. So these are the right. little things where where you can start. But often it's so hard to know where to start. And that's where a coach comes in. So it's as simple as that. Um and if you think, oh my God, I'm a I'm a strong woman, I don't need a coach, I'm a strong man, I know what to do. Bullshit. Forget it. Um that is get yourself why do you need to reinvent the wheel? Huh? Get yourself someone who is further down the path of the path that you want to be on. And just see what these people do. And then speed up your journey on that path this way, rather than going the making the the wrong decisions the wrong moves, which don't get you anywhere, but maybe even hurt you or harm you. So no, absolutely.
1: I agree, I, I agree and there's nothing worse than a consistent person mm. who is doing it wrong oh true because they, because they got a great quality of consistency but they're not going to get any results mm. and that, and, that, and that's horrible if you're putting that much effort into it you should be doing it the correct way and getting and reaping the benefits as well
0: love it Love it. Yeah. Mike, you're an amazing man. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. Uh, you certainly made me reevaluate my life. And no doubt you, you've you planted a lot of seeds in, in the people who are listening and watching out there. Thank you so much, my man. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank Absolutely. You. And you guys out there, look after yourself and live with passion. Hey,
1: bye. Bye, everybody.
0: I never give up. I never give up. I never give up turning around